Hello everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is February 12th, 2024. We're so glad to have all of you joining us here today to take part in this very important work. As many of you know, this webinar exists to support the daily work of Triangles, and we come together to join in meditation and to strengthen and vivify this subjective network. Triangles is a service activity which uses the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. And the way it works is that three people agree to link in thought each day. They visualize their triangle and they sound the great invocation, a world prayer, circulating light and goodwill around the three points of their triangle and out into a network of triangles which surrounds the planet. The, the aim is to uplift human consciousness and to aid in the spiritual evolution of humanity and the planet. <clears throat> and so this webinar is an excellent way to support the daily practice of triangles, um, but it's also a good way to introduce family and friends to this work and the ideas and purposes which underlie it. Even though it's a very simple practice, it's not always so easy to explain this work in a way that communicates its simplicity and also its profound efficacy as a means of doing real good in the world. And so we invite you to invite anyone in your life who you think might be interested to join us here on the second Monday of each month for this webinar. And so this, this webinar also acts as a platform to aid in the forming of new triangles. You know, many, many new triangles are formed on this webinar every month. And so if anyone is interested in forming a triangle, please put your name in the chat box and I'm sure we can find two others to join you. And I see we've already had one person post here uh, just before we started today. And so today we have a very um, special guest, William Meter who's going to speak on um, Triangle's service and the new group. And so after our, um, I'll, today I'll share a few, a few thoughts on invocation very briefly, and then we'll move into our reflective meditation on the great invocation. And then I'll pass it over to William Meter. And as always, we'll conclude with our meditation in support of the Triangle's network. And so as we begin, let us take just a brief moment to um, a brief moment of alignment and sound the mantra on your screen. We'll sound it together, followed by um, a single ohm. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and take from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
Triangles works in the realm of thought and consciousness, and it seeks to inspire human hearts and minds, and in this way, to transform human thinking and relationships. And it is human thought and relationship which underlies the whole social structure of human civilization. The aim of triangles, therefore, is to facilitate the spiritualization of humanity, human living, and also all the kingdoms in nature, our entire planetary life. And so this work is definitely spiritual work, as it is in the realm of thought and consciousness. And it's therefore, um, because of the place in which it works, it is predicated on this idea that the manifested world is caused by, and therefore the direct result of, an inner and subtle realm. And so this is the basic philosophical position of the idealist school of thought. Plato was, was an idealist, um, which says basically that the material world is patterned on a non-material, archetypal, higher world of perfect forms or of consciousness, so to say. In similar fashion, the occultists take this one step further, for they posit a septenary division of manifestation with a chain of causation tracing back to the highest spiritual principle on the highest plane, the pure spirit in its, in its highest form. This pure spirit becomes gradually diversified and crystallized as it, as it manifests. It takes on matter of each of these seven grades and it emerges only into objective physical existence only after it assumes what is called a sevenfold garment. And so, meditative or spiritual practices such as triangles seek in one way or another to trace this chain of causation closer to its originating source. And in so doing, they're able to work with greater moral purity, greater creative potency, and therefore with more truth, love, and power. And these, these practices are often referred to as subjective because they have to do not necessarily with um, the individual or one's individual mind, or and to say something subjective in this sense isn't to say that it you know, only exists in one's head or is not objectively true for everyone. Um, to call this work subjective simply means that it has to do with essential being, that is, self in the spiritual sense, or in other words, the soul. And so this self or soul the ageless wisdom teaches is the one who thinks and is the one who wills. That is not the body, nor is it just the mind. The soul lies back of all thoughts and outer processes, and in man or woman, the soul is the source of every divine virtue. In nature, it is the animating principle, the informing or ever-present moving power which orchestrates and organizes all creation towards the fulfillment of some grand design. 
And so knowledge of the nature of the soul itself actually does bestow the power to work with soul energy. However, we know that perseverance in spiritual study, the effort to live virtuously, and sustained effort in meditation is what eventually brings the soul into full operation, so to say. But the exact process of spiritual transmission from the inner to the outer, the higher to the lower, no matter how many grades of division you, know, you can you philosophize about this, this process of transmission is best understood through a study of what is called the science of invocation. And so invocation is essentially an appeal to divinity. It's the focusing of aspiration, desire, or of intention, projected upwards and sent forth with the full expectation of response from those perhaps hidden but very real sources of divine power. In the earlier stages of the path, one seeks to invoke and awakening the divinity within oneself and to bring this aspect of one's nature into the fullest flourishing and manifestation in and through one's daily consciousness. And this is achieved through aspiration, as said, through the cultivation of, of virtue and through right living and through perseverance in the treading of the path. But as the divine soul awakens, it becomes the center of consciousness and the deter determining factor not just in one's own actions, but also one's thoughts and even one's desires. And underlying all three of these factors, that is action, desire, and thought, a newfound power of will gradually emerges. And one naturally discovers that this will, which is the will of the soul, is but a fragment of the divine will from which it draws all of its direction and power. And so the soul, and so one discovers as the soul awakens, that this soul is actually itself a medium of something much greater, not only of a great group of souls, of all of humanity, but also it's a, a means of relationship to, to the world of spirit, to God. And so this relationship between one's personality, one's soul, and with that which inspires the soul on its own plane, this great relationship, which is a relationship of being, is what is key to the right transference of spiritual energy um, from one kingdom to another, from these higher realms into objective manifestation. And it is this sort of relationship, this relationship of being which the Triangles Network exists to safeguard. And so, today humanity itself is becoming invocative through its united plea for a better world, its desire for right relationship, and its, its concerted effort to end suffering and separateness in all its many forms. And so just as in an individual, the focusing of this aspiration and desire, when it occurs by humanity, it does in time invoke a response. And so once this united call that the soul of humanity that the soul of humanity emerge into fuller manifestation is sufficient, the divine powers of that soul will be awakened. And so the great invocation is an effective tool to focalize this aspiration and this will to serve and to create a rapport with those higher energies for which the soul itself is merely a vehicle. 
um, the Great Invocation is a translation of seven ancient word forms. And so now as we move into our reflection on the Great Invocation, we can imagine that this, or keep in mind, that this special formula, um, these seven ancient, which, which, which re represents these seven ancient word forms, which we are told possess a certain power of their own, we can keep in mind that this special formula is in many ways like a channel or tunnel. And so even though it may not be necessarily possessed of any power or any will of its own, when it's rightly used, um, it takes one's appeal directly to the heart and mind of the one in whom we live and move and have our being. And so it's therefore a very powerful agent in its own way um, when, when, uh, when, when used rightly with the right thought and focus and intention. And so now as we proceed into our reflection, let us, let us just keep that in mind. And so we begin by linking in thought as a soul and as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are part of the Triangle's service work. We visualize the world situation and we see people everywhere glowing with a dim light with here and there points of brighter light where men and women of spiritual intention and of loving hearts are working for their fellow human being. Visualize through the creative imagination the vivid light of the spiritual kingdom, the spiritual hierarchy, streaming towards humanity and slowly merging with the light which is already in humanity.
from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. We then ponder upon the reappearance of the coming world teacher, realize that no matter by what name he may be called, he is still the same great identity. Reflect and speculate upon the possible results of his reappearance. So in the second stanza of the Great Invocation, from the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. Endeavor to concentrate your fixed intention to serve and to spread love in your surroundings. Realize that insofar as you do this, these things, you are attempting to blend your personal will with the divine will. We sound the next stanza. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide 
all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. We sound the Om, dedicating the threefold personality to the working out of the divine plan. Thank you all. So now I'd like to invite um, William Meter, our guest today, to unmute your mic. Um, William is an international teacher of the esoteric philosophy and has developed a reputation for his ability to communicate its complexities into everyday language. Um, his work is very much rooted in the work of Alice Bailey, and he presents a variety of spiritual topics to audiences in Europe, the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. William is also the author of Supernal Light and Shine Forth, The Soul's Magical Destiny, and he can be contacted through his website at www.emergentlight.com. William, are you there? Yes, I yes, am. I am. All right, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, thank Michael. you Michael. And thank you for the kind invitation to participate in this Triangles webinar. You know, the Triangle's work is so important. It's so central to really the future of humanity. I would define it as foundational to humanity's future, really. Uh, the triangles that uh, you folks are generating with your meditative work are triangles of etheric light and love. And um, in many ways, it's those etheric triangles that are, they represent the energetic agency uh, of the soul itself both the soul as it pertains to an individual, as well as the soul of humanity. So what I'd like to do today is share with you a little bit about how this philosophy can, it tends to view the current life situation, the world situation, and speak of the nature of service, and particularly focusing on what is called the new group or the new group of world servers. Um, and, you know, Needless to say, humanity is going through a very, very crisis-based transition time. And really, from an esoteric point of view, that transition is being triggered by two, two aspects of, of energy playing on the, the human kingdom at this time. And both are transitional. One is an astrological transitional uh, event, and another is a rheological um, if we look at the astrological, obviously, we're talking about the, the transition from the Piscean era to the Aquarian era. If we talk about it rheologically, we're talking about a transition from a sixth ray age to a seventh ray age. 
But these great transitions, they don't happen, uh, you know, they don't just change in a day. They, they, they actually overlap for many, many, many decades. And um, we're in that overlap period. And as a result of that, the, the, the mental plane for humanity, you might say humanity's collective consciousness, is subtly being shaped uh, by two forces that overlap each other. And that those forces, either rheological or astrological, are creating more and more polarizations within humanity. And I'm sure as you look at uh, the world today and see what's going on through the news and so forth, you realize how polarized we become. But the, the cause of that polarization is rooted in this phenomenal transitional time between um, old energy and new energies playing out through the human kingdom and the collective consciousness of humanity at the same time. And it's leading to what we call the period of the burning ground. Humanity currently is walking across the burning ground. It's a testing time to be sure that as we move into the future, we can prove ourselves to be sure that we are ready for a new and dawning age. And one of the things that's so important about that movement through the burning ground is the work of the new group of world servers. And let me first define what I mean by the new group of world servers. In the esoteric literature, there's more than one definition, but I'm going to share with you what I think is sort of the broadest, most, most useful definition. It represents the sum total of all people on the planet today who have demonstrated some measure of awakening to their own soul, to a, a measure of awakening to their own higher promptings. And that from that realization is coming a growing urge that is felt within to live one's life in a way of service to the greater whole. Indeed, you know, we are told that the soul is governed by many laws and the third law is called the law of service. The soul wants to express itself through its wisdom and its love through the personality. It wants that to happen without the personality getting in the way. And that, by the way, is where the challenge is often found. And in so doing, it wants to make an uplifting contribution to something beyond itself. So the new group of world servers is, is those who have awakened to the soul and are feeling this increased pull, you might say, this increased urge to live life in service to others. The other thing that's a, a characteristic of the new group of World Servers members is that they also recognize that the personality, their lower selves, need to be refined and transformed so that they become more, the, the personality becomes more uh, an effective servant on behalf of the soul itself. And, and so the new group of World Servers is really, really a central theme of this philosophy and how to understand the move movement into a new and dawning age and the crisis that we're going through as a part of that process. The, I should also mention that the new group of world servers is sometimes called the forerunners or the forerunners of the light. And I have no doubt in my mind that many of you who are listening to this conversation or this talk are and are participating in the, the triangles work would be members of that new group as well. You see, most of the many, many people in the new group, and by the way, they're probably in their millions by now in incarnation, 
and most are unconscious of the fact that they're part of a group. Uh, that and it's a group that is subjective, and and I'm defining subjectivity as Michael did in his introduction. You know, it's an inner group. It's a subjective group, not an objective group. In fact, in it is we've been told by the masters that it's it's probably more accurate to think of the group not as an external organization, but as an internal living organism. And that that group is central to the future of humanity. And indeed, that burning ground I mentioned to you earlier, our success at walking across that burning ground over the next few years, our success is going to be largely dependent upon the work that the New Group of World Servers do. The New Group of World Servers are basically both practical and mystical at the same time. In, indeed, we are said to be moving from an era of mysticism, which has a strong correlation to the sixth ray, into an era of practical mysticism. And practical mysticism means that we kind of we sort of want to learn how to inwardly reach for the mystical stars deep within, but keep our feet definitely on the ground and use both the mind and the heart as agents of service to the greater whole. These are people that work under impression from the greater life. Their lives are invocative and they're they're sensitive, they're trying to learn how to be sensitive to the intuitive promptings coming from the soul and sometimes even beyond the soul from the inner ashram, the place from which the soul issues forth. And this group is collectively, it stands on a platform, a platform that's founded on the principle of goodwill. And it's also standing on a platform that recognizes the essential divinity of humankind itself. It's a recognition that we are not separate from that cre we are not separate from the creator, but that in in many ways we are component parts of it. It's not a story of God and creation. It's a story of God as creation. And more and more people that are awakening to their own soul are also awakening to this deeper realization that we are all part of the greater life, the one life. And this group. Um, they have, they're guided by the ear. They're guided outwardly and attentively to the needs of humanity. But they're also inwardly listening, inwardly receptive to the intuitive insights and the wisdom that is coming forth from the soul itself. One might ask, therefore, what is the deeper role of the new group of world servers? And as was mentioned earlier, Michael had mentioned the idea of, you know, bringing love and wisdom into the fabric of our lives and, and allowing that radiation to be uplifting to others. And that's so true. Another way of looking at it is this group is really very much related to what I would call the tilling of the soil. The tilling of the soil in preparation for uh, the, the possibility of a new and dawning age in front of us, assuming we can cross this burning ground successfully. It's, it's a tilling of the soil in preparation for the reappearance of the coming one, also called the Christ. And it's the tilling of the soil in preparation for humanity as it nudges closer to taking the first initiation, a monumental event that has never occurred in the history of humanity. And we are, at the, at the, we are in the, uh, the burning ground phase in front of that 
potential event. But what is it? The soil. The soil is the tilling of the soil is the soil of thought, the soil of ideations. You see, it is long understood that in this philosophy that humanity evolves through its relationship to ideations. Throughout the vastness of time, humanity, people have had intuitive sense of things and build thought forms uh, that manifest as progressive new ideas. And they take us forward and they enrich us in all the departments, the great departments of government, education, finance, the arts, science, religion. All of these are incredible categories of human consciousness. Each has its own soul, by the way, and each has its own lower self. And each is struggling to transform the lower on behalf of the higher, just like you and me, actually. And, and so there are members of the new group of world servers found on all of those categories. They are working behind the scenes often, but not always. And they are people that are trying to inject new and loving and wise ideas into the field of, of whatever the institution or the place in humanity where they find themselves to make some sort of, to seed new ideas. Um, in, in many ways, what I'm talking about here is the process of magic, the magical process. Every human soul, in a way, is destined to be a magician. That is to say, every human soul is destined to creatively bring wise and loving and progressive ideas into the field in support of human betterment. Uh, it's also been, magic has sometimes been called the art of thought form building. It's that mysterious and amazing process deep inside where we rec we start to sense formless intuition coming from the soul and, and or beyond. And that, that, and that process of how to build thought forms that represent that formless intuition, and then how to carry it out into the world in service to others. That's the great process that we're all slowly trying to cultivate. And, and how this relates to you and I is very important as, as, as we are involved in triangles work as well. Because you see, the work of triangles, in addition to everything that Michael shared with you, one of the things I'd like to also highlight is that the triangles effort is really trying to condition the, the etheric body of humanity itself. And just like you and I have an etheric body filled with various chakras, major and minor chakras, the same is true with all of humanity. And that just as you and I, as we try to become more aware of the soul and do the work of transforming our lower self, we are also slowly, very slowly, transforming the, the energy circulations that occur within our own personal chakra system. You see, it is said before we are on the path, before you wake up to the soul, an individual's etheric body, the flow of vitality, the flow of, that travels through it, that could be prana or the, the flow of thought forms and emotional forms and intuitive forms that are trying to reach us and reach brain registration. It all has to go through the etheric body. And the soul, in order to register its wisdom within our minds, requires more and more triangulation of patterns within our own etheric body and less and less quaternary patterns. Before you're on the path, the entire etheric body works in cycles of four. In other words, energy moves through four major or minor 
chakras, and that facilitates the personality consciousness. But the soul's recognition requires triplicities rather than quaternaries. And so we are all trying to personally, slowly transform our etheric body from a fourness to a threeness. But here's what's important in our conversation today, is that that's exactly, precisely what the triangulation, the triangles work that all of you are doing now is, but it's actually for, for that work, it's being applied to the etheric body of all of humanity. Slowly, all of the work that the triangles effort is doing is trying to slowly transform and create more triangulations of etheric patterns within the collective etheric body and fewer and fewer squares or quaternaries. And the result of that is over time, that makes it possible for humanity at large to more and more start to register and recognize the deeper wisdom conveyed by the soul of humanity and to recognize that fundamentally we are all truly one. It's a remarkable service that the Triangle's effort is, is doing. And it, it, it's so essential. It provides, you might say, the, it provides an anchorage point for the thought forms of the disciples who are part of the new group, who are bringing forth new and progressive ideas, as well as it provides an access point for the soul of humanity to speak, speak more directly to the personality of humanity and help in its transformation. So it's all very quite exciting and important. And I, I, I want to close with uh, a, a final point on this, and that is that because of the crucial transitional period we, in, we are in, I'd like you all to know that the work you do, you're doing is so vital. And in fact, this is your time. This is my time. This is our time to bring the very best of us forward in, in service to humanity. The truth is your wisdom and your love is needed more now than at any other time in human history. The wisdom that you have and I have each acquired over the vastness of our incarnational history is stored within our causal bodies. And that's the container that's holding your soul's consciousness. And that causal body is also an agency of Christ-like love. Indeed, the soul in you is the Christ in you, the coming one in you. And I have no doubt, and this is a personal opinion here, I have no doubt that if we collectively continue to do the triangles work and be effective, committed members of the new group of world servers, particularly as we continue through this transition period, I have no doubt that the ashram that you're from and the coming one, the Christ, will, will certainly look well upon us. Thank you for allowing me to share these thoughts with you today. Thank you so much, William. That was such wholesome and inspiring advice and words of 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 great wisdom thank you i thought my major impression from what you shared and and anybody who'd like to to we have a few a few minutes now anybody who'd like to share can raise their hand if they have either a question for william or a comment they'd like to make but in reflecting on what you just shared william i think what was most striking to me was the how the profound importance of the new group 
um, for humanity at this difficult time in our planetary life. It's we have so many different types of relationships within humanity, you know, we have friendships, we have, you know, national relationships, we have professional relationships, we have religious relationships, familial relationships, but the new group of world service is a very much very much a relationship of being. And I liked what you said about the triangles network. The first thing you said was the, the I think something like radiation of the triangles network is the souls of all of its members. That is the network. And so I think you could say the same for the new group as well. You know, the radiation of the new group is the, the sum total of, of the soul contact of, of, of those, those relationships of being coming through the soul of each person. So thank you. I'm just scrolling through the chat here. I'll send you the chat afterward, um, William. There's like a lot of, you know, thank you and, uh, and, and a lot of gratitude. I won't read those out loud. Um, I, did, I did have a question for you, William, actually. Perhaps you could just address that while we're waiting for some other people to chime in and collect their thoughts. Um, as you know, on the spiritual path, it's often difficult for people to, you know, as they're sort of awakening to the to the idea of this of a, of a spiritual path and, and to what that means and to what it means to really serve subjectively and reorient. Oftentimes, there's a reorientation of the outer life around that, and so I was wondering if, in in light of what you've shared with us today, what advice you would have for someone who is maybe struggling to find what their field of service is. You know, they're struggling to to unite the subjective and objective aspects of their of their outer life in service. What advice could you offer? Okay. That was a great question, Michael. Um, you know, it's to, it's to the very question of what is soul purpose and how do we recognize it within the fabric of our inner life? Mm-hmm. And there are many variables that contribute to it. Um, we can understand soul purpose as it pertains to an astrological consideration and your astrological makeup. We can look at it also from a rheological perspective. But one of the simplest things that I um, often think about, and it's, it's given to us, I believe it was Master Moria that once said this. He was... Um, Master Moria, who's the head of the first Ray Ashram, was once asked, how do you know, and I'm paraphrasing, please understand, but something to the effect of how do you know uh, when the, um, uh, how, how do you know what the soul's purpose is at any given time of one's life? And his answer was quite profound. He said that um, one of the clues is to look at the trend of your thinking. Look at the trend of your thinking in your higher moments when when you've, you're looking at the light, life and the world and what it needs, and when your mind continually and thematically continues to go back to over and over and over again, because in the, 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 in the middle of that trend of lofty thought and interest is a golden thread, and that's it. In other words, um, when I say trend of thought, I don't mean your day-to-day thinking. I mean when you really look at what is impassions your mind with interest as well as its application to a world in need. Um, 
always remember that the causal body, the soul itself, is found on the higher mental plane. So it has a tendency to launch trends of lofty thought. So, you know, ask yourself, what do you like to think about? You know, I'm often reminded of the work of Joseph Campbell, uh, the great mythologist, who um, once said, and I think he kind of made this phrase uh, popular, he, he, he said, um, follow, the, follow your bliss. You've probably all heard that, follow your bliss. As an esotericist, I would restate that and say it this way. Follow the trend of your thinking that gives rise to bliss. So really, and some of that will have a bearing on what your rheology is. Some of that trend of interest will have a relationship to your astrological makeup in this incarnation. But perhaps that one piece of advice would be helpful in the context of our conversation today. Thank you, William. So as the follow-up question to that, that voice that we hear when we sort of reflect on the whole and our relationship to it, would you say that voice is the voice of the soul? Yes, I, yes, would. I would. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's and also, it's also called the voice, the voice of the, of the silence. silence. It's, 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 a, it's a, voice a voice without, without a sound. sound. It's certainly, that's, that's when, that's you're, when you're really getting, getting into the, the deepest, deepest aspects of, of inner realization. realization. Um, um, and that's, and that's the voice, the voice of the intuition, the intuition that, that is, is trying, trying to facilitate, facilitate the building, the building of, of a thought, thought form that, that makes, makes us, us more aware of some piece of wisdom that we would well, well ser be, be well served to bring out into the world as a function of uplifting to others. Thank you, William. Just because I know sometimes people when they start meditating there's such a sense of profound futility because they feel they can't contact the soul so but what you're saying is that it's just as easy as those sort of reflective reflective impressions on and sort of awakening to the desire of 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 just basically like higher interest in a way yeah, 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 exactly. That can, that can be the beginning of it. So, and since there is, there's there's sort of futility is unwarranted, then. Yeah, and yeah, the, the thing is that, that the soul is something not that far away. And sometimes we think the soul is this remote thing, but actually, the soul is the category of consciousness. And there are, for many of us, we're actually engaged in the soul participation in our awareness. Many, many times time during the day, the day but we that take we it for granted that we don't even realize that it's there. I see I that see we're getting, getting notes here about garbled sound. Yeah, sorry, I have to mute myself when you talk, I guess, or it gets some echoed feedback. And unfortunately, my mouse keeps disappearing, so I can't find the thing but i hate to distract from that that excellent response so yeah i just want to just just to just to cap that off i mean i think what's so significant in what you're saying is that you know just like we have the christ who you know even though he was you know in, in the gospels we read that he was he ascended into heaven etc etc and yet he never left us and is with us even until the end of the age so you could say perhaps in the same way the soul is never you know our own personal soul is 
is, is also with us, even in times of trial or futility. So we do have a hand raised and um, we need to move into our meditation shortly. It's the time goes so quickly, but I'll ask S Sephora, Sephora to unmute. Yes, thank you. Um, I just wanted to, to add something to what um, was just said. Um, in my moment of meditation and connecting with my, the other members of the triangle that, 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 that was formed on my end is what I have realized is that um, in terms, you spoke about the soul, but the other thing that we also have to um, maybe consider, or maybe you already know, is that our conscious our conscious self more or less molds our subconscious. So in trying to maybe remain positive and trying to, you know, spread light unto everyone, what we can probably try practicing is um, to consciously try to stay as positive as possible in order to mold our subconscious. So when we send in light, then we send the purest light to everyone, all humanity. I just wanted to add that. Thank you. Thank I totally agree, agree with that. that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sephora. And um, unfortunately, we need to move now into our our triangles meditation, as it is sort of the heart of our of our work. And I want to make sure we can get through that before people have to leave. And so, William, I wish we had more time. We'll definitely have to have to have you back on again sometime in the in the future. It was lovely to have you. It was inspiring. Uh, eternally grateful. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, Michael, for having me. All right. So let us take a moment now to uh, align ourselves and prepare for our triangles meditation. So we begin by coming together as a group, unity on the mental plane. We identify as a soul with the world group functioning through three planetary centers, London, Geneva, and New York, as a triangle of light.
and we extend identification through the soul to the new group of world servers, to the hierarchy and to the Christ, to the transcendent point of synthesis at the center of every triangle, and to the triangle of energies standing behind the Christ. Identify the center Shambhala, the center of purpose and power. We recognize the synthesis of three streams of cosmic energy within Shambhala, where the will of God is known, and we use the dedication in the center of the will of God I stand, not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Next, visualize a network of lighted triangles underlying the entire outer world of physical life and events. And we see this network 
linking all triangles, units, and relating all points of light throughout the world. We see it relating the world of spiritual realities, the hierarchy, to the world of experience, humanity. And we see it transforming the planetary etheric vehicle from a, plant, from a network of squares to a network of triangles, circulating the energies of the soul and the triad. Will, love, light.
realize that the energies of light, love, and the will to good evoked by all triangles workers pulsating through the net through the planetary network of triangles are having an inevitable effect within the three worlds of human evolution, lifting human consciousness and helping to create a path of light for the feet of the Christ. Reflect on the purpose, function, and right development of the Triangles Network as a hierarchical activity. Blended with the group, stand with positive intent as a station of radiant light within the network of light and goodwill.
Sound the great invocation, directing the triple energies through the triangles network throughout the consciousness of humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills, little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you everyone for your participation and for staying. We've gone a few minutes over. So just a few announcements um, of the upcoming meetings. We have the Festival of Pisces Full Moon Meditation Meeting, um, which will be the next Lucis Trust meeting webinar to be held Friday, February 23rd. And we have three webinars from each of the three headquarters. We have the Geneva broadcast, which is a French language broadcast at 630 uh, Central European time, London at 6.30 GMT, and New York at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Following that, we'll have the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar the last Wednesday of the month, February 28th, at 12 p.m. New York, 5 p.m. London, and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The next Triangles Meditation Group webinar will take place Monday, March 11th, and I have a um, on a typo here in the times. It will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, New York, um, but because of the daylight savings time not coinciding in the um, Europe and in the Americas, we will, the webinar will be held at 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. GMT, and then 8 p.m. Central Eastern Time. We will send out an email reminder closer to time so you don't have to worry. Um, about remembering, we will remind you via email. So thank you all very much and have a good day.